The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Uh, maybe it would probably be nice if we could hear a little bit more, more uh, some, what was it like? What, was it, what, it, what came out for you in the meditation and in discussion? What did you learn about yourself, about compassion? What happened? Maybe we can get some of the range that happened here in the room. Back wall. I'm really starting to understand the importance of compassion as a meditation practice, which I didn't quite get before today. And um, in my meditation, the guided meditation that you offered, the uh, person who came to the door was Avalokiteshvara. And um, during the time that Bodhisattva was in my body, um, I, because there's that statue of Avalokiteshvara that I've seen recently with the heads facing in all directions and the a thousand arms and many legs um, I really benefited from being able to see the suffering in all directions because the suffering that was there in my body was all around and benefited from being seen in every aspect of it. But the part that I didn't understand, now that we don't have to do anything, um, what about the arms? <laughs> what about the doing part? <laughs> the, the arms. Uh, how do you understand that symbolism? The arms of Avalokiteshvara. I mean, part of it. I mean, classically, the arms is so she can have, he can have <clears throat> uh, uh, enough arms and tools in each hand to address all the different people and all the forms of suffering in the world. So that's symbolically how it is. But perhaps for you personally, it's uh, it's so uh, maybe there's more than one place in you that needs to be touched. I didn't uh, have too much with... I, I also had Avalokiteshvara with all the arms, and it just didn't work to be embodied. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't worry about that, because I'd say the takeaway for me was the, the words, which were, to be still. Mm. And so just to really... The whole idea of compassion, simple compassion, I think is a really important piece of, of what I need to be looking at. Great, thank you. Yeah, too much doing, way too much doing. Yeah. Or thinking I need to do. Thanks. I guess what I'm taking away from it is a sense of lightness because um, the Dalai Lama in my image put his hands on my head and said, Forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
want you to know I was completely unconscious all through that meditation, which is really unusual for me. You know, I've got a really busy life, and a lot of times when I come in here, I'll kind of go through these weird energy things for, you know, the first five or ten minutes, I'll be nodding off, and then boom, I'll be wide awake. And for this meditation, I was just completely spaced out the whole time. And I was shocked when it was over. It lasted like 40 minutes. It was phenomenal. And it reminded me of when I first started meditating here, and I can't remember if it was you or Andrea, said to me, I was describing, you know, I would have these, I would sit here meditating, and I would wake up, and I would have no memory of what I had been doing or thinking or anything, focusing on. And one of you said, well, just to set the record clear, that's not meditation. That's just sitting spaced out. (laughs) So... so the question, so did, did it happen as media, immediately when you closed your eyes, you were kind of, that was it? I would. I mean, I heard what's the, a couple of words. Yeah, what was the last, what's the last thing you remember? I remember nothing. I, I mean, I think sitting, sitting, closing your eyes, um, it's just incredible, Gil. I woke up feeling very relaxed, a little guilty because I <laughs> just... <laughs> And then when you said we had to talk about it, it was just, oh, no. (laughs) But um, it almost reminded me of doing a yoga nidra, where I became very deeply relaxed, but could not remember any of it. Good. You know, I know in yoga, sometimes they say if you fall asleep, it's good, because it means you're deeply relaxed, and so... We'll take it as a good sign. <laughs> I think it's after lunch or something. Maybe what you most needed. The being of compassion came and <laughs> blessed you with sleep. <laughs> okay, thank you. So anybody else? Nice to hear a few more. <clears throat> um, I was interested in my partner's... Um, story, uh, and uh, her um, person was Buddha in the form of a young Indian man, and what was he, blue on his chest? Yeah, he opened his chest, chest and pulled out a crystal. She has a problem she needs to solve with someone that she's working with, and so this has been going through her mind, and um, so this crystal kind of really represented sort of a, uh, a clarity about how she'll react when she has to speak to this mm. person um, in this work environment issue that she has to deal with. And then, because um, nobody else has talked about their objects or if they had objects were given to them. And mine was the Dalai Lama, and he, he gave me uh, a pink heart small like a stone but in the shape of a heart to hold in my hand and um, put his hand on my shoulder and whispered in my ear patience nice Jeff Um, so I just came from a long term retreat where I was doing daily uh, one of my sits each day was compassion practice in a different Form, more like the traditional form. And um, I was surprised with today's exercise. I imagine a scenario that I have in my life that's very difficult for me. Um, and 
you know, this and previously fantasizing about it or bringing up, you know, the thoughts about this upcoming event um, were stressful, you know, and, and I saw that kind of crumble a little bit over the course of the retreat, but you know, walking through it in this form today was interesting because I didn't have I didn't have a lot of that anxiety or fear or, or anger or whatever emotions. And um, the 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 person I imagined was one of my Dharma teachers, and I you know I just really felt embodied. You know, like I'd taken his qualities and it was still me in that situation at, at this um, this this meeting. You know, it's, kind of a legal thing that I'm involved in. And um, when he, so it was, it was fine, and I felt like I had a lot of balance in terms of not being caught up in rage or anger or fear or being a doormat on the other yeah. and you know, being, you know, just kind of uh, cap- uh, capitulating. Um, so when this, the departure with the, the Dharma teacher, he gave me a, a mirror and touched my heart and said, I am you. So it really felt... <laughs> You know, very um, symbolic or something. Oh, beautiful. Know, so I have a, I have the meeting that I was fantasizing about is coming up in a couple of weeks, so I, I feel uh, ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a mirror app for your iPhone? You can put it in front of you on the table. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Oh, yes, Emma. I'll just go. Um, I, part of the reason I volunteered was because mine was very similar to yours. I was struck by the similarity because um, I imagined a, a sort of larger-than-life being. I didn't see its face. It was um, kind of kind of emitting like warmth and strength and touched my shoulder. And I didn't tell my group this, but I also imagined it gave me a little heart-shaped stone. Was, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> and also that it said to me, take time, take your time. You have time, hmm. so it also said like patience. So I was like, oh, <laughs> very similar. Nice. I was, um, I really like the idea of that sort of guided visual meditation because I haven't done much of that. So I definitely like to do more of that because it's. I was struck by how easy it was to do, how how naturally your mind goes there, but how infrequently you're really asked to visualize like a being. You know, I, I hadn't done much of that. So that yeah, that's a, it's a great practice. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get a lot of that in the Vipassana world. Yeah, you know, that's like Tibetan. Yeah. <laughs> including for me, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's very powerful and very helpful. Yeah. And it has it's definitely its place. In a, so, I mean, there are books, there are people who specialize in this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a, I think there's, there's a school of kind of therapy called, I think it's called psychosynthesis. That was very much, it did a lot of this. Uh, at least maybe still do a lot of it, but guided journeys and things. And okay. So, uh, thank you. I hope it was <coughs> interesting for enough for you. And um, let's take a little break for maybe 15 minutes. Let's start again at quarter to three. Come back for our last uh, meditation and a little discussion.